0: Hey guys, good morning, happy Monday, and welcome to this next iced coffee date. Um, and this is a special one because we are back from a week-long vacation to Paris. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about our trip. It's gonna be kind of like an old school care carrot-to-cake review, but obviously I'm not blogging about it. Although, when I publish this um, Instagram Live blog post, I'll include some photos. <laughs> So if you missed me sharing them on Instagram stories yesterday, I'll put them in the blog post because, yeah, I mean, that's how Carrots at Kate started. I mean, I was just sharing pieces of my life. And I mean, obviously, you guys have gotten to know Mal and Quinn and, you know, Murphy wasn't there, but, you know, a lot of fans of Murphy, so... (laughs) He just left a second ago. He was sitting here and then he moved. Um, But anyways, I was going to talk about our trip to France. Um, I was going to do the high-low-high format that I've done in the past where I talk about the highs from the trip, the lows from the trip, and you always have to finish on a high. And obviously there were way more highs than lows, but just to make it fun because, you know, not every trip is rainbows and sunshine and I've never painted my life to be that way. Um, So I will talk about all the things. Uh, But let me give you a little backstory on this trip. So we booked this trip um, for summer of 2020 and obviously with the pandemic and everything, we were going nowhere. So um, we booked our, our tickets and everything on Air France. They let us um, rebook them up to a year. We tried to go in 2021. Again, it just was not easy with all the restrictions and COVID testing and all that. So we didn't go in 2021. And then we finally booked for 2022. We finally made it there. And I think that's maybe why I hadn't really been talking about it a lot. Usually I like talk about trips and ask recommendations and do all that stuff before we go. But I wasn't convinced we were going up until like days before we were actually going. I just figured with all the COVID stuff and all the rules and restrictions. And then of course, all the different you know airlines canceling and everything, I was like, I don't know, we'll see if we actually go to France, but we actually made it there and we had a really good time. And then a little more backstory is Um, Mal's mom was French so that's why we have this connection to Paris and France Um, and Mal's parents met when Mal's dad was on a semester abroad over in Paris and that's that's where they met and got married fell in love the whole bit but Mal's whole mom's side of the family is from france so that's why we have that connection there and mal's dad does have an apartment in france um, in the latin quarter so he used to go all the time Um, mal used to go to france every single summer so they definitely have a strong connection to um, the side of the family france paris all that stuff Um, we have not really been there mal and i went in 2006 and stayed in the apartment and it was lovely and we just have not been back since and i mean it's kind of crazy because we have a free place to stay And the flight over is really easy. From Boston, it was only five and a half hours. Um, So I don't know why we don't go more. Maybe we will go more in the future, but Mal's dad used to go all the time. Um, He's actually had some health issues in recent years, so he hasn't really been able to go. So this was kind of a big deal to get him there, um, because physically it's not the easiest for him, and then get all the grandkids there. So he really wanted a trip with him and the grandkids where he could show them the sights and the scenes and all that stuff, so it was a really special trip so we went over with Quinn and then Mal's sister went over with her husband and her two kids so it was really nice as far as just getting the whole um American family together and we did see the French family Um, we had a party with them Um, I think there was like 30 something people that came over to the apartment and all the kids were there so it was cute Um, the French cousins playing with you know the American cousins even though Mal's cousins know English and they know French and I you know, every everybody knows every language, so we made it made it all work. Um, but it was just just so nice being over there, and it was so nice being over there with Poppy, um, Mal's dad, and just having him just be so happy, you know, with the kids there and being in France and everything. So it was really really nice. Um, so yeah, let's get into the high lows highs. That's basically the backstory. I wasn't sure if there was anything else to tell you guys, <laughs> but it was it was really nice. Oh, I, I know what i was going to tell you. So. Mal's dad has an apartment in the Latin Quarter, so we went on VRBO and we found an apartment a five minute walk away. Um, We stayed there and Mal's sister stayed there, so even though we didn't stay in the apartment with his dad, it was way too small, (laughs) way too small for that many people, but we were like right down the street and our place was awesome as far as You know, having a little kitchen and a bathroom and, you know, it was near all the cafes and the shops and everything. The Latin Quarter is like a really nice part of the city and there's a lot going on there and everything. So it was really nice logistically how everything worked out. Okay, so let's talk about the high, low, high. So the first high, like I mentioned, it was so easy getting there. The way home I will talk about because that is a low. Um, but getting there, so easy. Got into the city, no problem. Got on the flight, direct flight, um, five and a half hours. We flew Air France. They're wonderful, like totally different experience when you're flying international versus domestic. Like you get like a meal and you get blankets and you get pillows and you get free alcohol. I mean, it's just like a different flying experience. So that was all great. We did fly, we left here, I want to say like six at night and we got there at like 5.45 in the morning with the time change. So that was a rough like flight as far as not really sleeping on the flight and then having to power through like a full day in France. So I was pretty exhausted when we got here. Quinn napped a little bit or when we got there, Quinn napped a little bit, Mal na- napped a little bit. Um, but man, that that's a rough like, <laughs> transition from not sleeping to being you know in a different country during daylight first thing in the morning so that was a little rough i guess that would be a low but like the tiniest low i mean we were fine i think i took like a two hour nap when we got to the apartment um we went to mal's dad's apartment just because we couldn't check into our place until two o'clock but took a quick little nap um like i said mal took a nap quinn didn't even nap (laughs) it was just like so excited to be there. Um, And yeah, we just powered through that first day. Um, The next, I guess that was a low. The next high um, would be the apartment that we stayed in. Like I said, it was so easy to book a BBRO. It was right down the street from where Mel's dad was staying. Um, The little low from that is that we were the top level. It was 92 stairs every time we went up. So if you forgot something, you were going up 92 stairs and coming back down. And there were multiple times where we were like, oh, I should grab a code or, oh, I forgot my phone or, you know, whatever it was. So there's a lot of like up and down, up and down. So definitely got our workouts in. Um, number or the next one, I would say um, high would be, I guess that was a tiny low. See, I got, I got to give you like the highs and lows. Um, the next high would be the food. Oh my gosh. So we went, we had a little kitchen, so we went grocery shopping and we just grabbed, you know, a few things um, because in France, they're just, they're not into breakfast the way we're into breakfast. We're big breakfast people. Um, you can go and get like a coffee and a pastry, but like that, that's not gonna cut it for us. So we bought like eggs, um, we bought cereal, we brought yogurt, um, some avocados, like little things like that that we could just make real quick in the morning. But the thing I wanted to point out is the cheese. Oh my gosh, like even just, this is like grocery store cheese. This is not even from like, you know, a cheesemonger like on the streets or like in the markets. Um, This is like grocery store cheese. Like I opened the door to like the cooler case and you could smell the strongest cheeses. And I actually got this brie. You could smell it through the plastic. Anytime we opened our little fridge, all you could smell was brie. And this brie did not taste like the brie that we have here. It was so good. It was like creamy, had like a strong, strong flavor. Uh, It was the most delicious breed, but that was amazing. I did eat some gluten when I was over there. I didn't die, (laughs) but I had a couple bites of a croissant. I did have a piece of baguette one day with like a little bit of jam and whatnot on there. Uh, We got croque monsieur, sorry, my French is uh, terrible, but it's like Mal's favorite thing where it's like a grilled ham and cheese and then they melt more cheese on top. So we got one of those one day. Um, my stomach was fine through it all. I actually don't know, like you probably know this, but like the gluten is very, very different in, um, Europe. Um, it's non-GMO. There's a lot of like rules and restrictions around it. So like what we eat here is kind of like trash gluten (laughs) and there it's a little bit better. Um, and maybe that's why I didn't have any issues, but, um, it was totally fine. I don't plan to eat gluten all the time when I'm back here, but it was not, not an issue, which was nice, to actually have some of those fun foods. Um, and yeah, it was it was very, very tasty. But the food there was amazing. I'm trying to think what else. Um, Quinn got a macaroon one day that he gave me a bite of. That was really good. Um, I think we had some creme brulee one night. The food, the food was amazing, amazing. The yogurt, sheep's milk yogurt, it was like Greek yogurt, but it was like creamy and wonderful. Oh, the food was so good. Um, Oh, back to food. So here's a low. <laughs> Ice coffee is not a thing there. It is not. Like even if you ask a cafe to make you an iced coffee, they're kind of like, mm, I don't know if we're gonna do that for you or we don't do that for you. It's just like not a thing. When we were in um, the garden, Luxembourg Gardens, there was a little sh- like a little little what is it called? Like a little cart set up where they had iced coffee, not iced coffee, but iced coffee, and there was a long line of people waiting there. We didn't stop there to get it, but I think maybe it's becoming a thing. We even went to a Starbucks one day, and I know, Starbucks in France, I know, what were you doing? But we were actually on our way to rent a car, so it was on the way to the, train station, you know what I mean? It was just like a Starbucks there, so we all popped in, we didn't have coffee that morning, but got an iced Americano there, which was pretty good. Um, But it was, you know, typical Starbucks, it didn't like knock my socks off, but they would do that. And we did find a little cafe with, um, we, Mal can speak French really well. He thinks he's terrible at it, I think he's great at it. (laughs) He can communicate in French, but he explained it to the cafe owner and he made me a really, really good iced Americano and put like a little milk in it. It was amazing. So we got that two days and that was delicious. It was delicious. And the rest of the time we just made iced coffee in our in our um, apartment and we just bought, I don't know, some really strong coffee. Mal's sister lived in France for about a year so. She was like, oh, we used to buy this coffee when we were here. So we just brewed that and the little coffee maker that we had there bought some milk and just had iced coffee without ice <laughs> every morning. So that seemed to work. Um, but obviously we need the iced coffee first thing in the morning, but it is not a thing. It is not a thing in France. But maybe it's becoming warm. Like I said, there was that little coffee cart and there was a long line of people waiting to get their iced coffee. Again, a minor low. We were fine, we were fine. Um, Another thing related to the food was how adventurous Quinn was trying new food. So if you have followed along for a long time, he was the pickiest eater as a baby. I mean, we met with dietitians, um all sorts of specialists. Like we were like worried at times like he was not getting enough calories. Nowadays, like he's awesome. Like he tries all sorts of stuff, but on vacation it was really fun. So, he tried escargot, which he loved, like blew his mind. He thought it was the tastiest stuff ever. And of course, like how they cook escargot, it's in like butter and like garlic and like all that so he loved it so that's something we're definitely going to seek out here um he also tried octopus he ordered an octopus salad um he liked that and he was <laughs> like obsessed with the little sucker things on the um octopus um, oh Nicole just wrote me something ice is not a thing in general in Europe yes <laughs> that is also true um sorry somebody from the lifestyle group chiming in but um but yeah ice coffee not a thing not a thing at all But Quinn was obsessed with the little like sucker things on the octopus. It was like sticking his fingers to them um, and eating it, which was great. But he was into the octopus. Um, He also tried smoked salmon, so that was really excited. We exciting. We actually bought some, so he had some yesterday for lunch. Um, He actually wanted to try real salmon, so we bought regular like salmon fillets. Cooked that up. Um, so yeah, he's just been like super adventurous. So that was really fun. We got a few new foods into him and we'll bring them back here. So that was really cool. And then he also tried his first Coke, like soda. Um, he had seen it on a menu or I don't don't even know, but he was like, can I try a Coke? And we were like, why not? Tried his first Coke. He liked it. I mean, he drank the whole thing, but he didn't like knock his socks off. Again, he was kind of like, I like it, but (laughs) which was fine. Um, also, okay, so related to um, cafes and dining out, um, smoking is a thing <laughs> in Paris. So much smoking, so, so much smoking um, everywhere. And I mean, I don't know, here, I feel like nobody smokes, none of our friends smoke, none of our family smokes. So like, we're just not around it. There and at outdoor cafes, I'm not even sure, maybe even indoor. I don't remember people smoking indoors, but outdoors, definitely, in like that cafe setting, tons of smoking, it would be like, Eight o'clock, well actually things open really a lot later than they do here too. So nine o'clock in the morning. Having breakfast, tons of people smoking. <laughs> so wasn't really a fan of that, but that's we were in Paris and that's what it was. So lots of smoking, lots of smoking. Um other highs were walking, we walked everywhere. I mean that was amazing. We we're just in a great part of the city and You know, if you couldn't walk there easily, getting on the metro was super easy. Um, We we were everywhere, we did everything. I mean, every single day was like full of like touristy things, family, adventures. Um, Yeah, we were super duper busy. Um, But walking everywhere was great. Um, The cafes were great. Um, Definitely spent a lot of time there as far as just having coffee and baguettes and croissants and all that just hanging out That cafe culture is really cool because I mean you could just tell like people were just there to hang out and chat and hang out it it was nice. It was just like a different pace of life too. Um, but we went to the Louvre. Um, Quinn loved that. That was like top of his list. He had done a project before we left for vacation, for school. You had to pick a country and do research on it and present a poster. Um, so he picked France. So he learned all about the Louvre and the Mona Lisa. Um, even though the Mona Lisa is not from France, (laughs) we learned that. Um, but he really wanted to see the Mona Lisa. So we went there and saw um, her and he—he he was impressed in the sense that he actually saw it, but he also, like a lot of people, thought it was very small, <laughs> smaller than he expected. Um, so that was fun. I mean, he just loved it in general. I mean, just seeing all the different—he liked all the Egyptian tombs and art and sculptures. And I mean, there were so many things that he liked. But um, Louvre was crazy. Uh, no COVID in the Louvre. <laughs> like nobody's wearing masks. You're like shoulder to shoulder. It was fun. Um, it was crazy. And there was like no air conditioning in there. It was so hot in the Louvre, um, but it was, it was awesome. I mean, just seeing everything. And he was so excited. He was like taking pictures of all his favorite things. And it was just very exciting. Um, we did a bateau mouche where it's basically a flyboat, I think that's the translation that you get on this boat, you go down the seine, you see all the sights, the Eiffel tower, like all the things. So we did that with the family, which was very fun. I think the kids liked that a lot. Poppy liked that a lot. Um, It was just a good way to see the city and be outside. I mean, the weather was perfect while we were there. It was 68 and sunny, like every single day, it was perfect. Um, saw the Eiffel Tower. We did not go up the Eiffel Tower. We didn't buy tickets ahead of time. It was one of those things like, do we do it? Do we not do it? And of course, when we got there, um, we could go under it so you could go up and you could see up. Um, the lines were just out of control. And I'm like, we're gonna be in line for like ever. And we had gone to dinner near the Eiffel Tower. Um, so it was kind of late at that point. We had all the little kids with us and we are just like, we're gonna be here till midnight. <laughs> so we just opted not to do it. So next time, next time um so those are pretty much all my highs i mean it was great just to relax and just be on vacation be in a different country I had a really good time um the only other low is our flight home <laughs> which was probably the most insane um travel incident of my life um i don't think we will ever forget it um, but we had done so when you you know when we traveled to france you had to have COVID tests, um, you had to have vaccination cards just to prove, you know, that you weren't bringing COVID into the country. And on the way home, we had to get antigen tests. um, And we did all that when we were in Paris, we had all those documents and everything. We had our vaccination cards, we had our passports, we had all that. So we checked in online the night before, uploaded all those different documents, you know, We got the confirmation you were good to go as far as flying home. It just, we had nowhere to print out our boarding passes. Um, Just, you know, in our apartment, we didn't have a printer. So we're like, oh, we'll print our boarding passes when we get to the airport. No big deal, we're good to go. So we get to the airport, I wanna say like two and a half hours before our flight left. Like we gave ourselves plenty of time. You know, we knew it was gonna take a little while to get through security. Passport verification. You know, if there were any hiccups, you know, like we just wanted to give ourselves plenty of time. So two and a half hours. Like we gave ourselves a decent amount of time. Get to the airport. Go to a kiosk to print our tickets, and we can't. For some reason, it's just like you can't print your tickets. And we're like, all right, well that's annoying. And like stuff like this has happened in the U.S. I mean, I used to do a ton of travel before COVID. I was somewhere every week on a blog trip or media trip or whatever it was. I've done a lot of travel. So typically you just go to um, the counter and they print you out your boarding passes, no issue. Oh, we went to so many different counters and different places. Um, and I think what the issue was is that our flight was, it was Air France, but then Delta was running it or something like that. So our tickets said Air France on them. But when we checked in, and it said something about Delta. It was very confusing, you know, what flight we were on. In the end, we're on a Delta flight run through Air France. So all that, which we understood all that going into this. We weren't confused by that. Um, but we were just sent around to so many different places. We weren't checking luggage. We just you know, packed carry-on, so we didn't need to check luggage or anything. But we waited in so many different lines and got the runaround from so many different people. Um, they were just not helpful. Nobody was helpful. Um, and we spent probably about an hour trying to get our tickets printed. It was insane it was absolutely insane and you know obviously you know most people speak english there pretty much everybody at the airport spoke english mal does a very good good job of french so we were explaining things in french we were explaining things in english and nobody would just help us print these stupid tickets (laughs) like we just needed the tickets to get in line to get through security so we spent an hour going back and forth at different places you know it was ridiculous nobody would help us it was just obnoxious Um, and we're just you know, carrying all our stuff, waiting in line after line. Like it was just, nobody was helpful. <laughs> so we finally get our boarding passes. We get in line, the security line to get your passport checked. Oh my God, it was probably another 45 minutes to an hour. You can see how like the time is running out here as far as getting on our flight. So we make it through, we get our passports checked. This is like the next step, takes 45 minutes. Get through the passport. Um, part Then you have to get in this no- another long line where you actually get to your gate um, where there's only like three main gates it looked like and we were the K gate, whatever it was. So we had to wait in that line and you actually have to scan your boarding pass. And then you have to go through that section and then you're through like the security part where you take off your shoes and you run all your luggage through and everything. So it was like just the most inefficient system and like we're waiting in line, we're waiting in line, we're waiting in lines. Um, and, You know, boarding has already happened on our flight. Like We were so darn close to missing this flight. Um, So we actually get through security and my bag gets flagged, Mal's bag gets flagged for, I had some pollen in there, which is solid. It is not liquid. But that got flagged. And then Mal left Quinn's um, PlayStation thing in his backpack, forgot to take it out. We're in a rush, we're trying to get through. Um, So those things got flagged. So we couldn't actually go to the gate because we're waiting on our stuff. Although we were telling our neighbor this story, he's like, I want to lift my bag there. And I was like, I would have, but it had like my wallet, like my passport. Like I couldn't really leave it there. Um, So we're waiting on these bags and you know if you've ever been through security where they're like checking the flag bags one by one they're not in any rush <laughs> like our bags are probably 10 back like there's so many other people waiting to get their stuff there's like no way we're gonna like make this flight so mal has this idea he's like do you think i should run to the gate and just let them know that we're through security and maybe they'll just hold the plane for us and i was like yeah you might as well try like at this point the doors are closed to our plane <laughs> like 10.05. I'll never forget that number is when doors closed as far as um, boarding goes. And it's 10.05. Um, and we're sitting there waiting. Like I have, I haven't even got my shoes cause my shoes are with my backpack. So I'm like standing there in socks waiting. Quinn's crying <laughs> because we're like, Oh my God, we're going to miss our flight. He's crying. He's all upset. Um, it's, it was just like such a mess. So now runs all the way down. The gate is like, down a hall, downstairs. It's not even close to security. So he comes back. At that point, I had got my bag, and the lady was very, very nice. She's like, is this marmalade? And I'm like, no, it's bee pollen. She's like, whatever, just throws it back in my bag, hands me all my stuff. She was very nice about that. Uh, But Mal's bag is still stuck there. So Mal's like, take your backpack, take Quinn's suitcase, take, I, I took a few different things, but again, I have no shoes on, I'm like running through the airport, carrying my shoes, carrying all my stuff, Quinn's like trailing behind me, doing a great, he was so great through all this, just went with the flow, minus the crying, we got him to stop crying, which was great, um, and you know, we get to the stairs, to go down the stairs, he's like, this is too heavy, so then I'm carrying his suitcase, and a bag, I have like all this stuff, trying to make it, We get to the terminal downstairs and they were just like, who are you? You know, are you Hoppert? And we're like, yes, we're Hoppert. And at that point they were very calm. They had us like sign some stuff about COVID. Um, I eventually put on my shoes, (laughs) Um, get all my stuff. And in my head, I'm like, Mal is still way behind us. You know, like he hasn't gotten his backpack Um, He has my luggage because I took everything else. I left him with his bag and my bag just because I couldn't carry my big suitcase and everything. Um, And I'm like, there's no way he is going to make it here on time. Um, Five seconds later, he comes with all the stuff. He's like dripping sweat. Um, And the people at Delta um, were very, very nice. Um, They even had time to give Quinn like a coloring book and crayons and all that. Um, We get on a bus (laughs) I'm like, are they holding this plane? Are we gonna miss this plane? Like what's going on? Um, The guy on the bus um, spoke to Mal in French and apparently he said it's impossible to miss this plane at this point. They are waiting for you and two other people. Um, We're gonna go right there right now. So we get on this like shuttle bus shuttle bus is another like five to 10 minutes. I'm like, we would have never made this flight, ever, ever, ever. Um, and the two other women who were very close to missing their flight, they actually got a ride in a car. <laughs> so they made us there, met us there kind of at the same time. Um, they totally held the plane for us and those other two women. And we got on, we sit down, made it. <laughs> but it was one of the most stressful situations I have ever been through. Um, And I bet you that happens all the time because that whole security situation was nuts. There were so many angry people, so many people yelling at each other in French and English, and it was just such a hot mess at that airport. So if you're ever at Charles de Gaulle in Paris, uh, make sure you get there like three hours before your flight takes off because that place is a hot mess. Definitely print your tickets, because that was the other thing too. The French, they don't do the electronic boarding passes it's not allowed you have to have like a physical copy so make sure you're printing your tickets so flight home was fine it was actually much longer it was like closer to seven hours just with the headwind and everything um on the way down (laughs) a little bit of turbulence um quinn and i often get sick on planes or feel very very sick so i'm there i have like the sweats because i'm like trying not to throw up this is like the last like 30 or 40 minutes of the flight. We're so close to being home. I have like the sweats. I'm like trying not to throw up. Quinn's getting a little, you know, green in the face. We have um, one wet um, puke bag or vomit bag, um, which we gave Quinn. Um, he couldn't open it because it was all wet. I don't know if like a bottle of water gets spilled on it or whatever. Um, Mal ends up grabbing a plastic bag that the pillows had come in. We had pillows and blankets on the flight hands it to Quinn just in time. Quinn throws up the poor kid. He was like just so nauseous from this turbulence. I'm there, like trying to keep it together too. Mal takes the bag, you know, back from Quinn. I'm like bent over. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm cleaning up or whatever, but the bag has a hole in it. So he basically drips puke all along my back. (laughs) From this bag and at that point i start to get very sick because now there's puke on me and i'm smelling puke and he's like waving this bag in my face because he's thinking i'm gonna puke but the smell of the puke is like making me like dry heave, <laughs> and i'm like get the bag away from me you're gonna make me throw up dude so oh, it was like the grand finale to this like whole crazy travel day but we were fine and we have laughed about it many times since then but quinn was okay in the end I thankfully didn't end up throwing up. I did have a decent amount of vomit on me getting off the plane. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was fun guys, it was fun. So the way home was definitely a low. We were very, very stressed out. We made the plane and then we got off the plane with vomit on us, <laughs> but we're home, we're home. All right, so that's 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 my high low, high low high from France. It was a great trip. Just just glad to get away and just do something different and see family and spend time with family. Um, but yeah, it was a great great time. Great time. All right, guys, that's all I got. I hope you enjoyed um, this little recap, and I'll see you on the next episode.